Behavioral economic innovation in a nutshell is actually understanding the direct impact that human behavior has on the economy of a country and on the economy of the world as well, how that directly impacts all organizations, all corporates, all businesses, and the consequential effect of that. For every interaction, there's a minimum of 18 consequences. People think there's only one consequence, like a financial consequence. It's far more than that. You've got your reputation consequence. You've got your perception consequence. You've got your competition consequence as well. So I'm just a few. And it's absolutely imperative to realize the gigantic impact that each individual has on the financial well-being of the organization and as well as with, obviously if you're a leader in government, that every word you say has a dramatic and very, very powerful impact, either positive or negative on the perception of the nation and of the global community and the global business community. Why do you think this is an important discussion to have right now at this point in our economy? Well, let's put it so the economy now is currently majorly traumatized. As you can see, people are exceptionally fearful. They're very insecure. The economy, I don't think, has ever been this unstable. Besides that, obviously the global economy is going through a very traumatic period as well. People are looking for solutions. They want to know what can they do? They're looking for direction. They're looking for a goal to focus on. How can they safeguard the money that they do have that doesn't become vulnerable to risk? It is out there. If you take, for example, you're a business owner, you're a CEO of a corporation, how many interactions are your staff having per hour, per day, per week, per month, per year? What's the value of the interactions? How ideal and optimal are the interactions? And how many risk factors actually come into each and every single interaction that actually sabotage the bottom line. And how do we identify what a risk factor is? What, and then specific examples of risk factors, for example, lack of trust, lack of cooperation, inaccurate information, um, no common mindset or different mindsets. And then how do we take those risk factors and supply solutions to that? What sort of answers have you found? Very, very simple. There's five levels. Number one is the level of intention. Then what is their thought process? What do they think to themselves about themselves, about the population, about the way the financial situation of the country should be run and the, the consequences of the behavior? So that's the thought level. Then there's the emotional level. How do they feel about themselves? Do they feel that, do they have a low self-esteem, a low self-image? Do they feel adequate? Do they feel they were hard done by and they have to take revenge on the population when they get power? Now, these are issues you need to look at on an emotional level. Or do they feel emotionally confident within themselves and actually desire to actually care for the population and make the population feel cared for, which is absolutely imperative? Then you look at after the emotional level is the communication level, how they're communicating, how they're communicating to, them, to themselves about the situation that they're creating. How, are they happy about it or are they concerned about it? How they're communicating to the population. What communication message are they giving to the world about the well-being and the potential future of, of the country, and how they're going to take, what goal are they setting for the population, how they're communicating to the, communi- the population and to the business world and to international both politi- business and political community, what confidence is the communication instilling in investment in the country as well. So communication, literally one sentence can make or break the markets very, very, very quickly, as we know. And then obviously the action level, what policies are they signing? Right, what, what action are they taking to actually, the population can see that they are physically rectifying the situation. But people want to see hardcore evidence. It's not enough just to talk and to take tough decisions and say you're going to take tough decisions. What does it make taking tough decisions actually mean? And where is the tough action to rectify 
the whole devastating effect that is a consequence of the behavior in the first place. If, to really understand what's going on in the mind, it's called the reverse engineering process. It's very, very simple. For every consequence, you trace back what was the action process, what was the communication process to themselves, what was the emotional process, their thought process, and eventually the intention process. One of the big challenges here is these systemic issues. These things are beyond our own control. You know, I can have the best disposition, the best attitude, go into work with the best intentions to do my job. But if I'm getting not enough pay, if I don't feel respected, I mean, how do I change any of that? Look, you're asking a very important question over there. And the bottom line is to actually make people, those who are in control of the situation, to realize your value. But every job has got a certain salary. If you're going to the job, you know that you're going to get that salary. If you're not going to be happy with the salary, then don't go into that job. It's a, it's a difficult one, especially for workers yeah. who feel like they're being taken advantage of. For workers who, you know, sit on the bottom of the economy, who have no other choices, who have been dealing with an education system that's been heavily skewed against them, who clean our toilets, who work in our universities, but aren't able to sit in the lecture theatres. It's really difficult to say to them, well, find a better job. And look, listen, you, you, you're absolutely right. And it is a disheartening situation. There's no question about it. It doesn't mean they're any less of a human being. They're self, they can do the work with dignity and with self-respect and respect for other people at the same time. If you're determined to succeed, look what Mandela went through. Right? He worked himself as well, became a lawyer. And he worked himself to become president of the country. So at the end of that, you really are determined to set a powerful goal for yourself. And you do want to make a difference to yourself and to the lives of other people. Like Mandela is a prime example. You can do so. But if one is absolutely determined, and I emphasize determined to succeed, you set a very powerful and realistic goal, and you take step by step in achieving that goal, you can do so. You can uplift yourself. It's absolutely how determined are you?